Today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we're not talking WrestleMania. We are talking the exact polar opposite. The least extravagant, the most low-rent wrestling shows that we've ever been a part of. Plus, scandals and animals. Well, what? No, 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 no. Mike, I got Jim Fowler lined up. Well, you know, I practically raise his kids. What? Uh, yes. Okay. Plus, a brand new game, your promo about nothing, and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 101, presented by BDARadio.com. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, Kobe Kingston's benefactor, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'd say more like personal hero, but, you know, to each their own. To each their own. Were you able to PayPal him as... <laughs> you know, we cleared up uh, any outstanding items <laughs> between the two of us. <laughs> if you didn't check out episode 100, you have to go back and listen to episode 100 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, the WPAN Roast, where there are, were uh, a number of special guests, including the uh, most senior member, I guess, of the New Day. They yes. always make fun of him for yes. being a little older. They do like to point that out. Yes, and uh, thank you for everyone for the great feedback for episode 100 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. We heard from a bunch of people on Twitter. Of course, everyone that contributed to the roast, we really appreciate you doing so, and thank you for your support all these 100 episodes. And uh, we heard from some people on Twitter, like TK, at THOG94. He says, congrats on episode 100, another enjoyable listen. I think at True Kofi will get his money as soon as at Crocsox pays at Brian Malonis his friendship money. So I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. You know, Kofi better hope he doesn't run into me in the streets of New Orleans. That's all I'm going to say. You will be in the same place at the same time, won't you? He will be, yeah. He better hope that he doesn't bump into me. <laughs> Maybe you could uh, advance him some next month. <laughs> that would be nice. Come on. He has that New Day money. He could advance me some. He probably could. <laughs> He's got that booty cash. Yeah, yes, yes. That booty cash is big money. Yes, and how about uh, a newcomer to the wrestling podcast about nothing, at Mr. Bagshaw. Graham says, uh, I've only been listening since episode 95, but I think I can describe what I dislike about your podcast in one word. Nothing. I'll be here for the next 100 episodes, though. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Graham. I'm glad he will be, because you probably won't be. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Who knows? And we also heard from Avery Forrestal, who we had a great uh, podcast about back in the day. Uh, look up Being Unbreakable with Avery Forrestal was the name of that episode. He says that at the WPAN made me tear up in the middle of study hall this morning. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, good. That's revenge for making a two grown men <laughs> yes. tear up during the interview. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Avery's uh, he's uh, had a rough go of it early on in life, but he's battling back, and he's uh, in the wrestling business, and he's going to be doing great things coming up. Yeah, I said, I said it last episode. I'll say it again. He's the toughest human being I have ever met, so can't say enough good things about Avery, and it was great to see him at Cold Fury, and uh, can't wait to see him back in the ring. 
Don't do that to him, man. Now he's listening to Study Hall to this week's episode. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Avery. And thank you to everybody who checked out episode 100. And uh, make sure you go back and listen to that if you had. It's a lot of fun. You gave some uh, clips from the past. And, of course, those roasters giving us the business. Speaking of business, a new piece of business, Spotify. We are now available on Spotify. I don't know how this stuff works. They say Spotify is a big deal. <laughs> you listen to the music. Yeah, I mean, I I don't personally have Spotify. I have Apple Music, but uh, I did at one point have Spotify when they had like ninety nine cents for three months. So there you go. So now uh, you can get a, <laughs> I, a lot of people do use the Spotify though. A lot of people do use Spotify. for their music, and now uh, podcasts are can all I the say rage. That word Spotify. Spotify. I've, I've butchered it like two or three times. I've said it now. That's okay. We'll edit that out. Uh, Thank you. So, so make sure Spotify, check out the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing if that's what you like to use for your music and for your podcasts. Find us on Spotify and follow us. And go over to BrianMalonis.com, I guess, too, right? Yes, please. You still got those two shirts up there? We do, yeah. And uh, a few t-shirt sales rolling in here and there. So very nice. Thank you very much to those. Uh, I don't know if I'll be quite doing the Bruce Pritchard thing of calling people, but... You know. It'll get overwhelming pretty soon, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I have a very busy schedule. <laughs> you sure do. Uh, so, How about I text people? I don't really like to talk on the phone. <laughs> That's what it is, really. I, d- I just don't like to talk on the phone. I'll, but I'll Facebook message you. <laughs> You'll text. Thanks. Yes. That's very nice of you. Uh, how about you give them a live video? A live video? Yeah, we did live videos the past couple weeks. Yeah, I, mine did well. Mine did okay. <laughs> I was standing out in like two feet of snow, and my phone basically got so cold and wet that it shut down on me in the middle of it, and uh, no one really saw it. Well, the glare of your pasty skin off the snow was very distracting <laughs> to the viewers. <laughs> go check out that. That is on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing Facebook page. So you can go and find facebook.com slash VWPAN. Of course, we are on Twitter at the WPAN, Instagram as well, at the WPAN, and the website is the WPAN.com, T-H-E-W-P-A-N.com. You can find our latest episodes. You can read biographies, see pictures of us from throughout our careers nudes. in professional wrestling. No nudes yet. Those are premium. <laughs> Full frontal. That's going to be on the uh, the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put those behind the paywall. If you really want that stuff, if you really want to entice the people. If, if, if you really want that stuff, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the WPAN.com. Go check that out. And in between shows, you can find me and sometimes Brian over at the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. Make sure you go uh, find us on Facebook, Putting Over Podcasts. We talk about all pro wrestling podcasts over there. So come and join that conversation. Are you going to make me look like a liar from the group one of the group chats this week today? What do you mean? I haven't seen the agenda yet, but you, you talked about a certain subject that all the wrestling podcasts would be talking about. And I said, not us. We will not be talking about Daniel Bryan. But how do you feel about Daniel Bryan? <laughs> It's not good for him. I, I I hope this is the best thing for him medically, and I hope there's no long-term repercussions. But if he can go back, get in there, and the best doctors in the world are telling him he's at no, you know, no more risk than anybody who's wrestling, then go for it, man. It's awesome to see. Good for him. Nothing but the best. This freaking guy made me cry two years ago when I was watching <laughs> Raw. Now I got a... Deal with them coming back. I feel like uh, it's under false pro- pretenses. Did you watch the promo <laughs> from this week? I did. You didn't tear up again? I could picture you tearing well, maybe, up. Maybe, maybe slightly. I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared for you, Mike, because in your, in your old age, in your advanced age, you've become a bit of an emotional person. 
and kids change you. Yeah. So I'm scared to see here what sort of like emotional ball of goo you turn into <laughs> once once your kid is born. Because because that really changes you, buddy. I guess so. I will have to. You're gonna, you're gonna be sobbing uncontrollably through every podcast, <laughs> just from beginning to end. No, I think I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I mean, I'm sure when everything happens, I'll be uh, very uh, grateful, very uh, emotional. Certainly, <laughs> you'll you'll do uh, hashtag blessed like I did. Right, <laughs> but I don't think it will last for you know. 18 years or however long the kid is in my well, house. you know, the, the, seeing the kids do certain things and hit certain milestones bring out certain certain emotions that, uh, you know, some of us like to bury down deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I let it all out, Brian. That's a healthy thing. You should learn that. <laughs> you just got this pit in your stomach that's just tearing you apart from the inside. No, not really. I mean, I think I've buried it down so deep now. I'm just numb all the time. So oh, there you go. It's wonderful. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no happiness, no joy, no <laughs> sadness. <laughs> anger. There's a lot of anger. <laughs> There's a lot of anger. That I can confirm. Um, so uh, you're not angry about being in Ring of Honor Wrestling, right? Of course not. Okay. Well, and things going well? Yeah, things are going great. You're about to head down to New Orleans, Louisiana. Nolans. Indeed. Yeah. That's how they say it down there, right? Yeah, I think so. That's how so. Mike Mills says it, right? NOLA. That's what I call it. That's what you call it? <laughs> I, I've, been, uh, I've been using that abbreviation in text when I've been texting people because it's, you know, it's, four, it's four letters. Yeah. A couple of people are like, what the hell is that? Like, no, Nola, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's slightly obnoxious, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and we won't elaborate, but some cool opportunities coming up via Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, so when the time is right, we can uh, reveal what the cool opportunities are that have been presented to me this week. But maybe seeing a whole lot more of the Kingpin somewhere. Whoa, are we talking about the nudies again? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Pornhub.com <laughs> slash. No, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, so we've kind of decided to give the grievances a rest. Just when I had a good one, the negativity was. I, mean, I brought the negativity back to the forefront, and let's let's set it aside for a little bit. But you did say that you you had something to bring up today. <laughs> I guess this will be our going away of the airing of grievances. We will uh, celebrate it one final time. No, I was just talking about the and, and I've been made aware of, and and even once in a while, I've seen some things of uh, some reviews and whatnot of some things on Ring of Honor, which I think it's actually probably a good indication that. If people are talking about you, good or bad, it means you're being seen and you've got visibility. So that's a good thing. But the people just think they can go online and just rip people apart. And then they, if they get called out on it, they get really defensive. And it's just like, no, if you're going online and, and taking a dump on somebody's life, then I think it's fair game that if they find it, they call you out on it and make you look like the asshole you really are. You know, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. So are these people that... um use their real names on their Twitter, or is it more like these hidden keyboard jockeys? I'm, just... I'm guessing it's probably more keyboard jockeys. I've seen other guys go through it online. Uh, I've seen stuff since I've started of myself, and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I just think if if you're going to go and put yourself out there, first of all, if you were really, you know, if you were really such a tough ass, you would tag the person in it that you were trashing, but... Everybody could just hide behind whatever they want on social media, and but if if you're going to put that criticism out there of somebody, then I think it's fair game to expect uh, that that person might discover it and call you all back. And there's nothing really that got my go, like you know, personally here. Like I, I mean, I've seen some things, but I think some of that stuff's kind of funny. <laughs> like, did you fire back at anybody? No, no, okay. I never have. 
you know, some people have sent me some things, but it wasn't just like, oh, Brian Malone's is fat. It's like, no shit. I look in the mirror every day. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm aware of this. You're not breaking news here. So do you think how many of these are Joe and Quinn under new <laughs> Twitter handles? Oh, they, did, they did say, oh, we love fat wrestlers. Even you. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, I love dorky podcasters. Even you guys. <laughs> Our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast. Our good friends, Joe and Quinn. I love smug retro wrestling podcasters. Even Joe and Quinn. <laughs> no, I really do love their show. It's, it's good stuff. Yes, it is. Yes. It is indeed, and I took I took I took our good friend Petey Winston on the ride to Connecticut this weekend, so that was uh, that was good fun. I, thought, I was thinking like for a second, literally. That no, he, no, he no. was like red shotgun. No, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it would be a good time. It'd be the same thing as the podcast, just <laughs> yeah. talking for three hours, and I'd be entertained. There you go, <laughs> Peter Winston from uh, Gritty Smile in Town. Make sure to check out that podcast as well every Thursday on the Pro Wrestling Now on the feed on uh, Place to Be Nation or in his own feed. Greetings from Allentown and our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Quinn. Uh, they are at ovppodcast.com. And Brian, it's time to get into the meat of the show. And it's everyone's favorite time. I've come up with a new game. God, if you're gargling or eating something, or I may give you a sparky and then give you a swirly right after it. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what a sparky is, Brian. We've established this. All our listeners do now. Yes, they do. And uh, they know what gargle lyrics is, too. After last week, it was used as a punchline a number of times in the roast. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people still in therapy over gargle lyrics. <laughs> but that is not what we're doing here today. The name of the game, Brian, is Making Towns. Or made-up clowns. <laughs> All right. Here's how it works. I have exhaustively poured through the results of a bunch of recent independent shows and singled out funny, strange, or interesting matches from these events. You will tell me if the wrestlers I've identified in these matches are making towns, as in they are real independent pro wrestlers, or if they are just made-up clowns, meaning it's a result that I just made up. Sounds very similar to the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. <laughs> Not exactly. Not exactly. There's more of them. There's more of them, Brian. So here we go. You tell me, making towns or made-up clowns? Our first result comes from Lanesboro, Massachusetts. Lane? What? What? Lanesboro, Massachusetts. Well, apparently sounds, an this, actual town. This sounds fake right from the start. <laughs> well, on this night in Lanesboro, Massachusetts, Rickety Rocket and Randy Walker defeated the skinny samurai and the husky ninja by pinfall brian is this guys making towns or are these guys just made up clowns oh so the so everybody so it's it's all or nothing either right. all are made up or all are real right okay Ooh, geez i'd like to think i'm fairly plugged into the new england independent scene and i haven't heard of one of these guys and, and and if I'm thinking about you, Mike, you you might look up the results and then change identities a little bit and maybe switch up names. Uh, so I'm gonna say these are based on the fact that I've never heard of them. I'm gonna say these are made up clowns. Well, Brian, you're incorrect. Really? This is a real match result from I think it's called Truly Independent Wrestling. 
I've never heard of this promotion. This I've never heard of this promotion, this town, or these wrestlers. Right. It's really weird. I just found this in searching for independent results, and these are all real wrestlers, apparently. Did you look at the whole card? Was there any anybody we knew no, on this card? No, nobody we knew. So it's probably a backyard show. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Sorry if any listeners are for <laughs> wrestle for that promotion. <laughs> Moving on, Brian. This result comes from Nanaimo, British Columbia. Okay, that's a real place. Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. We had uh, we worked at Undercover where uh, there were some agents there. So really, okay. Yes. In this match, Nolan James beat Cremator Von Slasher. <laughs> God, this is going to be a tough game. <laughs> are these guys making towns or are they made up clowns? Nolan James defeated Cremator Von Slasher. Nobody could possibly be named Cremator Von Slasher. But then again, like, where are you getting that? I don't. I don't know if you if you're if you're creative enough to to make that up. I've worked with you in a creative position before. Uh, I work with you in this position where you came up with things like gargle lyrics. I don't know if you have. Cremator Von Slash in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so something tells me these are also made-up clowns, or these are made-up clowns. These guys are making towns, Brian. Jesus. <laughs> Nolan James, Cremator Von Slasher. They are both real independent wrestlers. I was thinking you, you did like a regular name, and then and then you, you made that one up. <laughs> no, nope. It's all son of a bitch. It's all true, Brian. Now well, this is not going well. San Francisco, California. Dateline, San Francisco, California. In this match, Calvin and Hobbs defeated Drugs Bunny and James C. Are these guys making towns or made up clowns? Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbs defeated. Drugs Bunny, and that's drugs with a Z, and James C. <laughs> oh, with a Z. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, I'm good. God, for the sake of all that is good with pro wrestling, I'm gonna go on hope here, Mike. I'm gonna hope that these are, and I'm gonna get same same guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stick with my same guess. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hope and pray that these are made up clowns. Well, Brian. You say they're made-up clowns. Nope. These are all real pro wrestlers. Calvin and Hobbs, Drugs Bunny, and James C. I'd like to... Uh, James C., is that the one that really got you? Is that Joe C.? No, no, no. no <laughs> Joe no, C.'s no. brother? No, no, no. He passed, but yeah. What is this? This is his brother. Yes, James okay. C. I see you're going there. Oh, Mike, uh, I'd like to officially announce my retirement from the sport of professional wrestling. <laughs> okay, Brian. Quickly, before you uh, throw in the towel, let's get a couple more in here. Yorkton, Saskatchewan, sticking in Canada. In this match, the Big Chief defeated the Math Magician. <sighs> He's a magician who does math, apparently. The Math Magician. I feel like I'm going to change... I'm going to change my guess, and, and you're going to go, no, you're wrong again. So I'm going to stick with the guess right now, Mike. I'm going to go made-up clowns. These guys are making towns. Oh the God. big chief, the math magician, <laughs> they're killing it in Canada. Good God. How are these? This is 2018 results you're reading? Yes. This is a recent, Good the God. past couple months. All right, Brian, still staying in Canada. 
We're going all over the globe, and we're uh, moving our way through Canada. Calgary, Alberta, Canada, in fact. In this match, Zach Mercury defeated Dick Butkus Jr. by disqualification. <laughs> Dick Butkus Jr.? Yes. In Calgary, Alberta, Canada? Right. That doesn't make any sense. I would think I would think if there were Dick Butkus Jr., he'd be wrestling in the Chicago area. But no. <sighs> Calgary, Alberta. I'm sticking with it, Mike. Made up clowns. And you can tell me it's making towns again. <laughs> well, they're making towns. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, these two are real <laughs> professional wrestlers. How? Zach Mercury and Dick Butkus Jr. How is Dick Butkus Jr. getting over as a heel or a baby face in Calgary? I can't imagine there's a strong sentiment towards Dick Butkus one way or the other in Calgary. <laughs> Was he in the uh, Canadian Football League, perhaps? I don't think so. No? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, Dick Butkus Jr., yes. Uh, going strong up in the uh, Great White North. <laughs> All right, let's get back down to the States, Brian. Plainfield, Illinois. Rod Shockey went to a double disqualification with Quadruple H. Brian, <sighs> are Rod Shockey and Quadruple H making towns or made up clowns? I mean, I want it to be made up clowns so badly. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what I really want it to be, but. I think I've been beaten into uh, submission here, Mike. So I'm going to say they're making towns. Well, Brian, Rod Shockey, Quadruple H, they're made up clowns. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you knew the per- you knew the exact moment where I was just... <laughs> where you're going to break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got two more here for you, Brian. How are you enjoying this game? I'm not at all. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Hope people out there are maybe uh, enjoying it. North Hollywood, California. Brian, here's the match. Eric Watts and Serial Man won the match over Invader Balls and Invader Sucks. All right. Wait, when you said Eric Watts. Yes. Is he still, Jesus, how old is he? Would he still be wrestling shows? I'm going to say Making Towns. He's a real guy. Making Towns or Made Up Clowns. Making Towns. They are making towns. I got one right. You got one right. <laughs> and this Eric Watts, I believe, is not the Eric Watts who is the son of Cowboy Bill Watts. Oh, it's not there the Eric, Eric Watts? There is Eric Watts who was on Tough Enough, who is a, a younger gentleman who I believe is working in California. I believe this is him. Uh, so, yes, Eric Watts. So this is not the Cowboy's son. No, it is not. Eric Watts, Serial Man, and the Invaders, Balls and Sucks. Are all part of this promotion? I mean, I, I mean, I've eaten enough cereal in my life where I could be considered cereal man. You and Jerry, <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, and this promotion is actually uh, run by Brian Kendrick. Oh, okay. So, and, and another wrestler on this card, Ricotta Flair. <laughs> okay. I just forget I throw that in there. Ricotta <laughs> Flair. I like it. Woo. F- anyway, F L A R E. No. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, finally, Brian, the final making towns or made-up clowns from Union City, Michigan. Malice defeated Pedo, the killer clown. Uh, how, how does the clown spell his first name, Mike? P-E-D-D-O. Ooh. Pedo. 
The Killer Clown, yes. Oh, God. Sadly, this is going to be making towns because I don't think you would have made that name up. Well, I think you're correct. These two are making towns. Sadly. Sadly. I mean, Malice, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Pedo the Killer Clown, I'm not so sure. (sighs) Well... Thanks, Mike. I That's how a, you end that one. I feel a whole lot worse about pro wrestling <laughs> right now. <laughs> Was that your goal, to make me yeah. hate pro wrestling as much as you do? <laughs> so that is the world of independent wrestling. We've gone around the globe finding out if these wrestlers are making towns or if they're made-up clowns. I hope you guys enjoyed that fun little romp. Who else said independent wrestling was having a resurgence? (laughs) (laughs) Lies. Lies, lies, lies. All right, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode. Your thoughts on the brand new game and the rest of our discussion coming up. Use the hashtag WPAN. I can't believe you were able to pinpoint the exact moment where I would just (laughs) throw in the towel. (laughs) And then just switch it right on you. Perfect. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I just didn't know where I was like, oh, maybe it's not coming. Uh, that was very nice. Very nice. Uh, we invite you to tweet us, and we invite you to call the voicemail line. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Be sure to be nice to us after we went through last week in the roast. And, folks, we have a voicemail. Brian, let's take a listen. <laughs> Hey, fellas, Peter Wenson calling from the Greetings from Allentown podcast. Listen, I had an idea, and I know I submitted something similar a few weeks ago for Brian to use, to use the name Flying Brian because it had gone unused for so long. I think I have a better idea because he's, he's now where the big men play, Sinclair Broadcasting. And when you work for a big corporation like that, they're looking for something in the way of synergy. So because Brian is teaming with the Beer City Bruiser, I have an idea in that vein for him to kind of adopt something interesting, something new. He can be the craft beer bruiser. He can say stuff like, I'm not going to the ring until I've had my Belgian quad in the proper glassware. Or, what the hell do you think this is, serving me a Bud Light Lime? I'm going to kick your ass. You know, something like that. I think it might work out okay. Maybe not the kick your ass part, but hey, you know, whatever. Just just, just spitballing. Thanks, guys. Great show. Peter Winston's trying to get me fined. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, a, a Peter Winston move to end with, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is he aware of your affinity for Bud Light Lime? <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. It tastes good. Uh, you've, you've kicked my ass over it. But... <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. I don't, know how, I don't know how people drink that stuff. No way. I and I'm not, like a, I'm not a beer connoisseur. Like I drink on-sale domestic light. Like, whatever the cheapest domestic light beer is, that's what I'm drinking if, I, if I'm drinking on a particular day. Brian, you're killing your new gimmick here. What the fuck? <laughs> Craft beer bruiser. That's you. <laughs> I know, right? I have to... Uh, I love a nice IPA. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hops, right? You like the hops? I like hops. And the, and the barley Get and your stuff? hops and your barley. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're yes. coming in here with your hops and your <laughs> barley. <laughs> so thank you, Peter Winston from Greetings from Allentown for the let's voicemail. Let's not fake your laugh is. Oh, come on. <laughs> the thing with Brian Fury talking about my fake laugh, the reason he never hears my laugh is because he's not funny. <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally. Occasionally.
he doesn't know what the laugh's all about because he never says anything that I find humorous. Humorous? Yeah, humorous. Thank you, Peter Winston. And we want you to call the voicemail line 401-584-9726. And we've mentioned Greedy Smell in town and our vantage point. How about booking the territory with our buddy Mike Mills from New Orleans? He's going to be down there in just a couple weeks for WrestleMania. Check out his podcast, mikemills.podbean.com. That is his home base. He does two shows a week. Sunday is the Smoky Mountain Show. Thursday, their flagship show with a review, the old World Championship Wrestling Show, the Saturday Night 605 Show. Make sure to check out Booking the Territory and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart and a cast of thousands. They got stuff going all week long on that feed. Make sure to check out Rundown Wrestling Podcast. They are at Rundown Wrestling on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy. All right, it's time to talk about the uh, bad wrestling shows that we've been a part of. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bruiser does it all? What? Sure, you and the Beer City Bruiser are a tag team in Ring of Honor Wrestling. But does the Bruiser really need the kingpin? Couldn't he go all Braun Strowman on the tag team division? Why are you doing this, Michael? Why are you doing this? Well, here's my answer. BDA Radio means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on USC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. You want an actual balanced tag team? That's the WPAN and BDARadio.com. Hmm. Can't just let me have my moment, <laughs> can you? Wait, wait, wait till uh, you know when things start happening for me and for real, and uh, I let some other podcast scoop us just to spite you. Mm. <laughs> well, Brian, let's talk about uh, before the days of Ring of Honor. What six months ago? <laughs> <laughs> You've been a part of some uh, shows. I've been a part of some shows. I know WrestleMania is right around the corner. Lots of people talking about what's going on in the big show. The show of shows, if you will. Mike, I've never been a part of WrestleMania. No? No. No, you haven't been a part of WrestleMania. I'm just saying, though. I have no interest in it. Oh, pardon pardon (laughs) me. I'm just saying that everyone's talking about that. But we're going to go the opposite direction. We're not talking about the granddaddy of them all. We're talking about the stepdaddies of them all. We're not talking about the biggest show in the world we're talking about the smallest shows in the world <laughs> the worst wrestling shows that we've been a part of some of the names and uh, of promotions and and wrestlers may be omitted to uh protect the not so innocent <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we've uh talked about this with chase del monte about uh show um that there was like 10 people in the crowd his first real uh show in maine where uh it was a ghost town I know I was like the only one not booked for that. I think yeah. I actually think I had like some other like weird booking or something that day. Another shitbag show, <laughs> <laughs> most certainly. <laughs> well, before we get into the actual uh, details, let's talk about the anatomy of a bad wrestling show. Well, usually they happen in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Limitless Wrestling. Our friend Randy Carver. Limitless Wrestling doing big things in Maine. Yeah, they're all right. They'd what? Be, they'd be better if they had the kingpin. <laughs> yeah, they haven't brought you back in a little while, have they? Yeah, I don't know what I did. Uh, they're doing their own podcast now. Oh, fantastic. I probably won't listen. <laughs> oh, come on now. Come I'll, on. I'll be listening every week if I get booked. There you go. <laughs> Randy, listen up. Uh, so 
bad wrestling shows. What do you think goes into a wrestling show being a bad show? Well, uh, what goes into making a bad wrestling show before the doors even open? I'll take bad wrestlers for 100. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when I say bad wrestlers, I mean, obviously, they're bad talent-wise, but um, when I think about some of the real bad shows we've been on throughout the years, Mike, a lot of it is there are these guys who will work for no money. I won't even say little money. They'll work for no money. They sometimes pay to be on the shows, and sometimes it's just like they... I can get 20 of my friends here and they get a match and they lie about where they trained or, you know, they, they came to the chaotic training center for three hours on one day. And then they go out and tell people that they were trained there. And, uh, but yeah, bad, I mean, bad wrestlers. And it seems like the obvious answer, but it, it's not just bad wrestlers in the sense of like, you know, actual trained wrestlers who just aren't very good. It's, it's usually backyard sort of guys or, you know, who don't have any business being on pro wrestling shows, but the promoter doesn't have to pay them to be there. Right. And I'll say, I mean, I'll throw in there bad promoters. Just like no promotion whatsoever. A promoter, by, you know, just look at the word promoter. They're supposed to promote. <laughs> yeah, there's some confusion over that, I think, amongst uh, the promoting community on uh, on what it actually means to be like the owner and promoter of a company. It doesn't mean you just, uh, this is independent wrestling. You don't just sit up high on the mountaintop and, uh, command people to go promote your show you need to go promote your show right and i I was thinking like back in the day before the internet became a thing i remember like going to the town where the show was you know earlier in the day obviously getting to the town and ending up downtown you know you go to the gas station you go get lunch or whatever you look around town and you see no posters <laughs> anywhere nobody knows anything about uh right or i love the old you know you're you're you know you're the this is the days before gps you have your old map quest and yeah map quest stunk so you found a gas station you know you're within a block or two radius and you go to the gas station and the guy's like wrestling show i don't even know what you're talking about like, <laughs> yeah oh, exactly that's a good sign <laughs> yeah. yeah that was always the thing you go to the gas station and say hey do you know where the the high school is it's having the wrestling what? what are you talking about wrestling <laughs> you go and you go to a store and you see the poster of the event you're like okay that's at least somebody made an effort. <laughs> yeah, there might be something happening here. I always dread when my face is on the poster when I go into a gas station. <laughs> Not because it's just I just want to avoid weird interaction. I, you know what? Interacting with wrestling fans is generally okay. Interacting with people who aren't really wrestling fans is excruciating. Well, you have uh, you know a stack of eight by tens in the trunk, right? That you come out and give the autographs <laughs> to the liquor store guy and stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll that'll get me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> give you at least a Bud Light Lime, right? Oh God! <laughs> what? Yeah, what is punishment for wasting a tree and giving them that piece of paper? <laughs> how dare you? The, I, I can. Just, this has happened a number of times. Just a promoter who shows up with like a notepad. All right, who's here? <laughs> let's get this lineup together comes in with no plan whatsoever just recently i've started to see on social media quote-unquote promoters who wants to work my show like just throwing a really a, yeah oh you haven't seen stuff no. like this yet i think i have a couple more friends than you do on facebook and i think i get lots more weird people from various places who are affiliated with wrestling i'll I'll use that term loosely 
But yeah, I see I see it a lot. Who wants to work my show? I saw one. Who wants to work my dad's show? <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else that goes into this recipe of a bad wrestling show before we even uh, get to the day of the event? Bad ring. Okay. Uh, really bad ring. I've wrestled in some really terrible rings over the years. But if you walk in and, and, the, and the ring looks rickety and a lot of times are the ones that are six inches off the floor and... You know, you're standing on the outside and you're taller than the ring. Uh, you know, that's usually a pretty good sign that you're about to see some shit go down. <laughs> Wasn't there a ring that had a, a keg in the middle underneath? Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I never wrestled in that one. Good God. No, that was that was a, a show of a, of a gentleman maybe we'll have on the podcast eventually <laughs> from Fall River, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the, the most infamous ring around here that I've probably been in is the Little Red Ring, which everybody in the area, you know, wrestlers in the area know. The Little Red Ring? Last I knew owned it was uh, Anthony Rufo, who's no longer with us, but he had like this little red ring that was like, you know, no bump to it because there was no room underneath it to, to, for, for the bump to go anywhere. It was so close to the floor, and I think it, I think it's been owned by dozens and dozens and dozens of people it might even been like a 14 footer if if i'm being honest what about a a bad venue what makes a bad venue for pro wrestling i would say low ceiling right yeah yeah low ceiling and and um yeah yeah low ceiling is always always a problem i mean i've wrestled in some shitholes that are actually pretty cool to wrestle in yeah um but yeah yeah the low ceiling you know the person didn't scope out the venue you know, they get the ring in there, and, and the top of the post is a foot from the ceiling. <laughs> I wrestled. Oh, we, we'll get into specific shows uh, in a bit. The, I'll maybe I'll save that for the main event, <laughs> the uh, that particular one. But yeah, where the promoter doesn't uh, make sure the ring and whatnot can actually fit into the building. Mm, yeah, that's always an issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? Anything else that goes into the anatomy of a bad wrestling show? Lack of budget. <laughs> Lack of budget. Uh, I'll get you next time, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got something for you. Okay. It's a charity show. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's a charity show. It's for charity. Okay. What charity? I don't know. <laughs> it's for charity. And, and you can always tell the real sleazeball ones because it's partial proceeds to benefit fill in the blank. Mm, partial yeah. yeah yeah because there is no proceeds because nobody's making money because there's 14 people at the show Ugh. and the promoter spent more making posters well probably not making posters but paying for the building paying for the ring she's not paying the boys though yeah <laughs> all right so let's get into some of these I feel like i'm gonna get myself in trouble with this one mike some of these bad events that you've been a part of you don't have to get specifics necessarily brian you can just uh, talk about, you know, your general feelings. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> Here we go. All right. <laughs> I mean, some of the early ones I I can think of right away is uh, NWA New England at the Rexplex down in okay. Rhode Island. This was in like a storefront. Um, there are actually some, some solid wrestlers there. I will say that. Uh, what made these shows bad, though, was the venue. The venue was awful. It was a storefront. The mm-hmm. locker room was downstairs and gross. There was nobody at these shows. Like you know, you're talking, twenty people if we were lucky. Friends and family? I don't even think though. I don't even think it was friends. Maybe I mean, it was like girlfriends and stuff. I guess like all comped. Like and then at the end of the night, inevitably the oh, yeah, I don't really have any money to pay you. 
So, <laughs> but yeah, those ones in particular, those are some pretty, some pretty ugly times. I mean, but I mean, like I said, there was some good talent on those shows. I mean, I wrestled a number of those with Hanson, so our good friend Handsome. I like his name Hanson because you never know if you're saying Handsome or Hanson. Yeah, it's, it's it covers you either way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like yelling out Handsome across a crowded room. <laughs> hey, Handsome! And with people that don't know the whole deal. The first show I went to see at that place, I did see him change his name from uh, we talked about this. yeah from Handsome Johnny Blue or something to Handsome Todd Hanson or something, and just one singular voice, ooh or something. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. And it was, <laughs> so yes, he did a whole promo about that. Yeah, but that, that 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 checks off the category of no money and bad venue and no fans. Have you ever been in the position where you were uh, scheduled to wrestle someone who's basically untrained uh, yeah yeah yes i have um he's actually somebody who people you know some people might remember at this point uh, because he ended up being on a season of tough enough okay um but i was uh i wrestled really regularly for uh, atlas championship wrestling which i really love tony atlas um he's been incredibly nice to me throughout my entire career but the man is not a good wrestling promoter <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry tony <laughs> i'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast or even know how to listen to a podcast right but uh and this is not me ripping tony i love tony tony did a lot for me early in my career um, a lot of good advice but uh he was not a good promoter and he would run training classes before like his shows basically he would just have these kids come do ring crew i think and then he would show them how to take bumps and uh, a fellow by the name of luke robinson mm-hmm I wrestled him on the day he ever first trained. Oh, really? Him and this other... I don't remember who his partner's name was. Another like kid like his age. I think it was his buddy. And it was me and I don't even remember the dude's name who was my tag team partner. All I know is he wore like pink pants. Mm. And he's a big guy. And they, that's why they put us together. But he was untrained as well. But I think he fancied himself as a trained professional wrestler. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Luke Robinson. Uh, the day his first day of training, uh, <laughs> I had to do a, like a four minute squash match, tag team match with, and with me being the only actual trained person in the match. Uh, that's probably the most prominent uh, one of those I can I can think of. And Luke actually went on to be you know pretty good wrestler, and he was on Tough Enough, and probably should have won Tough Enough. Right. Um, I don't know what he's up to these days. I don't think he's wrestling anymore. I don't think so. He has very occasional appearances. But um, but yeah, yeah, I, I have. I have wrestled untrained people before. <laughs> uh, I also, too, for uh, I had a feud with this backyard kid and uh, when I was wrestling for a promotion called UCW very early on. I think I talked about here he had a like a girlfriend and then they did like goth gimmick and it was awful and he was completely untrained too so good stuff good times yeah i mean i i think i've worked for a promoter who is basically a backyarder who got a building i don't want to say the promotion because i think the promotion still runs now but he was essentially a backyarder and his friends that actually got a legitimate uh, like building in uh in new england <laughs> i think i know you're talking about <laughs> and they started running shows and then they would bring in actual trained wrestlers to kind of think, augment their I think, promotion i think i was in some of these shows yes <laughs> yeah and they would inevitably have there'd be some really good really some really good talent yeah. on the on the cards and then inevitably there'd be the backyard match that would go 
30 minutes and absolutely and, kill whatever crowd was there. Right. Terrible, like, you know, hardcore garbage. And then, yeah, you get to go out there and have a. I, I remember, event. I remember one specifically where the, the awful match was right before mine and it legitimately went like 30 minutes. And even at that young juncture in my career, I was just inconsolable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, didn't even want to wrestle. Yeah, it's. I don't know. We've been on a bunch of shows where it's been like backyarders mixed in with actual pro wrestlers. And it's very, I don't know how you, you, you attempt to navigate it. And I mean, maybe you should flat out refuse to be on the show, but yeah, I mean, I mean, now I would refuse to. Well, I, I don't know. It depends on what the payday is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Everybody's going to price, Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, in those days, we probably should have refused. I mean, we weren't making much money. And if I remember these shows correctly, I mean, I think I was going down there for like 25 or 30 bucks. So yeah. It was down there. I'm giving away in location. <laughs> I mean, I'm in New Hampshire, so everything that everything's down there. And we already talked about Maine wrestling. So, I mean, yeah, good, good for Randy doing what he's doing with Limitless because Maine was the worst. Like, it was the worst. You had to pay seventy five bucks for a freaking license, and the shows were just horrible. And it was just like per capita. Like, there's more wrestlers that are from Maine than any other state in the in the United States because. Like, everybody's a wrestler in Maine, apparently. Well, I will say this about Maine. That's a good wrestling fans because they believed up there. <laughs> That's because they still think it's real. Yeah. In the 2000s, they believed. <laughs> they believed. What's that horrible town we went to for Chaotic that was like in down east Maine? Ooh. What is it? Not South Portland. It's a way up. No, no, this was the one that was like five hours away or something and Minnie was in the crowd i think yes, or something. i don't remember the name this of kid's that. trained yeah, exactly <laughs> oh that was uh yeah no, we, we drew some I wrestled, people there. I wrestled arch kincaid <laughs> that was fun for you i'm sure mm, <laughs> <laughs> yes he said i had gelatinous man breast <laughs> on, on the microphone and my he had, goodness and he had uh chase's old manager sparkles uh take my straps down and massage my man boobs your bosom, mm-hmm. that's nice. Jeez, good memory. Can't figure out why I don't like Arch. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever said that on this podcast before? You might well, have. It's out there now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this show that actually Chase Del Monte brought up a couple weeks ago that I mentioned a little earlier. It was in Maine. Shocking. <laughs> Sticking with Maine. Shocking. And this guy was a. Oh, we mentioned him two weeks ago on episode ninety nine. You can go back and listen. He is a. Bob Evans trainee, no experience promoting, obviously, because there was no one at the show. The only people, I mean, among the 10 that probably showed up, two of them were our friends, Adult and Kevbo. (laughs) 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 They came up to the show. And the funny thing is, I remember they had like bleachers that they rolled out and everything like to surround the ring and, you know. They could have put out a row of 10 chairs and that would have been enough. <laughs> but they had bleachers and everything. <laughs> but uh, it could, could be like another promotion that, we, that we've made fun of where, you know, it's just, you know, fans bring their own chairs, standing room only crowd. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, so uh, this one I remember, I believe they rented the Chaotic Ring. So we had to get there as members of the chaotic roster, as members of the you know guys that uh, go to the CTC 
we go and bring the ring and we do ring crew. The fact with this venue that was uh, another thing about a, a promoter, you have to look at the venue and say, how do you get a ring? And you talked about this earlier. How do we get a ring in this building? <laughs> and this was on a... Things you should figure out before you ever book the yes, venue. This is on a second or third floor. Ugh. And, you know, the boards are whatever, 18 feet long because it's an 18-foot ring. And there was no way to get the boards and the cross beams up the stairs because the stairs like wound back and forth. It, it was almost like a, a spiral staircase, but not yeah. really. So we couldn't get the boards and the beams up the stairs. So we had to... The boards and the beams? Sounds like a talk you're going to have with your son someday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have to feed them through the window. So we fed the entire ring through a second story window. And this was a long, arduous process. And of course, you spend all this time to get this ring together. But the line's around the corner, right? Their fans are just clamoring to get in this building. Exactly. Then not a soul shows up to this (laughs) fucking thing. And nice guy, I'm sure, this gentleman. I I haven't really had much interaction with him and didn't really have much interaction with him that night. I recall him uh, just sitting by a monitor, just uh, being very gleeful watching what is going on because he created this card. And I remember he had a ladder match. It's for TV, right? Apparently. That that was the whole... Apparently, yes. That was the lure. (laughs) Come on, TV. It doesn't matter if the crowd's not here this is for tv this is for put him in in post yeah (laughs) so i remember he wanted to do a ladder match but there was no way to hang anything from the ceiling there's it was going to be for a belt which the first show in this promotion there was a going to be a belt and there was no way to hang it so the solution that the uh find out where all the the two fans that went there actually hung themselves afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh the promoter, the resourceful promoter said, "What we're going to do is we're going to tape the belt to the ladder." Okay. Just think about that for a second. How a ladder match works. How tall was the ladder? It was like whatever 10 12 foot ladder. Oh, so you, you just reach your arms up. Okay. Okay. But but a ladder if you want, you can fold the ladder up and lay it on its side. This is true. So you could just <laughs> grab the ladder and take it down and take the belt off. So uh, not a lot of thought put into this whole uh, ladder match thing. I'll tell you what, though. You, you're a hell of a pitch, man, because I want to see this match. <laughs> well, it didn't happen like Oh, that. damn it. It did not happen like that. I'm not even sure how it happened or what happened. Another thing was that uh, there was an angle where Psycho is a wrestler who is barefoot, and he stole another wrestler's boots, and that's why they're feuding, because he stole his boots because he was barefoot. Seems logical. I mean, on Monday Night Raw, the Repo Man fought Randy Savage because Repo Man stole Randy Savage's hat. <laughs> I mean, that, that happened. That's it did. A, it did that's happen. A, that's a thing. So they probably stole that idea, too. So, yeah. So this promoter uh, in way over his head, and all he wanted was to basically, I mean, like I said, probably a nice guy. He just wanted to play promoter for the day, and he wanted to sit behind a monitor and watch his fantasies play out on his little TV screen, and he was able to do that. That's ultimately like the problem is it's people who just want to play right wrestling or play promoter or play whatever. Like that's that's the problem. So yeah, that was a probably the worst experience that I've had 
in uh, <laughs> pro wrestling promotions. I got one here for you, Mike, and we're going to venture into a new territory, if Uh-oh. you will, a new state. The great state of New York. Really? Good friend of ours. Well, I don't know. He hates me now. I don't know why. Mike Nice. <laughs> he was from like upstate New York, so Kingston, as a matter of fact, which is where RJ Deluise is from. And there was a promotion up there, Ulster County Championship Wrestling. Sounds good. <laughs> and uh, rolls off the tongue. The the guy running it, I think, goes by the name of like Rockshaw, like six 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 or something like that. Wow. So there was myself that I knew, and I knew Mike Nice, and then I knew. Um, Chris Envy was on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Envy's a he's been around here mostly in New York area. Good guy, trained wrestler, you know, solid guy. And then a bunch of people I had no clue who the hell hell they were. They had no business being a professional wrestling ring. And this guy uh, Rockshaw would go out and just interrupt. You uh, know, he's a really nice guy. I will say that he was a really really nice guy. But he would just go out and just interrupt the show at various times for no reason. He was also the commissioner. He wore like almost like a La Parca type outfit. And there was no fans there. I mean, there was no, like maybe 20 people there. He just, again, he just he's the commissioner. So he would just go out and just start cutting a promo in the middle of like somebody's match. Just to keep them on their toes or silly things like that. And it was the, it's the only time I've ever done, like, uh, I actually got to be, like, do the cheap heat thing, but as a Red Sox fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I took a page out of Tarzan Taylor's playbook, and uh, I came out, uh, you know, in a Red Sox shirt, because I would worn a Red Sox shirt that day. So I was like, oh, we're in New York. I'll, I'll wear this out to the ring to get heat. All 20 people cared about it deeply, but uh, <laughs> this is also was like in like a business park, but like a like a garage type thing. So like they had like a bay door that like opened or whatever if you wanted it to. And I mean, it, it, to be fair, 20 people in this place, it, it was packed for, well, for this know. venue. <laughs> but, <laughs> Wait, so it was a small place? Uh, very small. The locker room was like... Um, I don't know. What would you say my kitchen table is here, Mike? Like, so I don't know. So, say from like that wall over there, and people have no visual. But it's like, was that 10 feet from my wall to my door here? What do you think? 10 feet? Sure. And probably 10, 12. And probably to like where, where you go past my fridge. Like this was the size of the locker room. And, you know, 1,800 guys in there. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, inevitably, oh, uh, he didn't tell you that uh, there's no pay for this? <laughs> okay thank you there you go that is the hallmark see you later of the bad wrestling promotion <laughs> needless to say i never went back to ulster county championship wrestling yada 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 <laughs> yeah and i've never run into raksha 666 again although um you wouldn't know what he looked like anyway he was wearing a hood the whole time yeah yeah no i think he trolls around with old friend jimmy jack cash mm. um he has like another name like rocky something or other um, he's been around for a long time. I mean, a lot of people like I've encountered from the New York area know know of him. And like I said, he was a he's fine. He's a nice guy or whatever. But just ran a horrible show and stiffed me on pay. Uh, all right, we're getting close to the end here. Before we wrap up, Brian, do, do you want one, Mike? Here, do you want one? Wait, I want one. <laughs> uh, this show was what the like the premise of it. And it, and it sh- I should say shows. Okay. The entire premise of this thing was flawed right from the beginning. 
Oh, I, I think I'm I know fir- where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of um, if you're gonna, if you're a promoter, you're going to run a show. You have every dime that you need to run that show before you sell one ticket, before you sell one T-shirt, before you do anything. You already have the money for that show because you're 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 a businessman. This is your business. You're the one that takes the loss, not the guys on the show. So this was, and we'll just talk about it. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, the guy is long gone now from pro wrestling, but uh, the Boston Pro Wrestling Marathon, which was allegedly some so this guy ran it as some sort of um, charity. You know, yes, like charity show, benefit show. to benefit. Uh, this was after the Boston Marathon bombings. Right. The one fund, I believe. Is yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. So he booked like, every talent in New England, plus all sorts of names. I mean, from Tatanka to the Headbangers to the Rock and Roll Express. I know Cole Cabana did a podcast from there. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. I watched it. He had, he had Biff Busick on it. I think he had Rich Palladino on it. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Mikazi was there. Um, that's actually the last time I'd see, I've seen Mikazi in person was at that show. Um, so he asked me if I wanted to work the show, and I told him, you know, pay-wise. He said, yeah, that's no problem. And then he asked me if I wanted to work a second one of the show. So the, the whole premise was there was a Friday night show, two Saturday shows, two Sunday shows, all in the same building. First of all, you're giving your fans right away five opportunities to see you in a three-day span, all in the same building. See any problem there, Mike? But Brian, it's a marathon. <laughs> and, it uh, lives up to the hype. And we and we continue on. Um, <laughs> uh, so then he asked me, like, hey, do you want to wrestle Tatanka? Now, I'm past the point uh, of this point. Like, I think it's really cool that I got to wrestle Tatanka, but I'm also past the point of like, hey, yeah, let me come do that for little or no money just because it's really cool to wrestle Tatanka. And I said, yeah, same rate for both shows, right? Like, meaning I get pay for both shows. Oh, yeah, no problem. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Okay, cool, awesome. It is what it is. I kind of knew heading in, you know. So I get there on this Saturday. Uh, I wasn't on the Friday night show. I was on the two Saturday shows. And I hear that the uh, there's a term we use in, in wrestling. It's called bomb scare. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody calls in a bomb scare. There's nobody in the building anymore. Right. So that was what the Friday night show uh, was described as, a bomb scare uh ironically i did have a 20-minute conversation with mark sherman who got to wrestle a guy that i've known for 15 years now ken doan and sherman telling me all about ken doan and his how he's from new england and this and that and yeah i've known him for a long time i he was like my first ever feud in wrestling like and then proceeds to talk to me like i've never met the man yes <laughs> kenny from the spirit squad basically. yes yeah, ken kenny Doan. dykstra ken yeah. Doan. oh he's kenny dykstra, in kenny WWE. dykstra yeah thank you but um anyways that was a side story so uh the afternoon show everyone was saving their money they were wanted to come on saturday <laughs> yeah 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 you would you would think <laughs> must have been the night show because it certainly wasn't the afternoon show because maybe maybe 30 people there now keep in mind this guy has really built this show up so there are like all these like vendors there that are selling you know different wrestling merchandise vendors other vendors all set up thinking they're gonna make a killing this weekend selling things now during this afternoon show i think a couple of them got hip to what was going on and they packed up and 
got out of Dodge. And I, don't, I don't know if they had made any financial arrangements with the dude or not, but like there were vendors who were at that afternoon show that hightailed it before the night show because now they had gone through two shows. And I heard the Saturday afternoon show was more well attended than the Friday night show that had, you know, again, 30 people is generous. And this show also, too, by the way, uh, if I stood on the second rope, my head hit the ceiling. <laughs> so I did, did I, who did I wrestle on that first show? I don't even remember. Oh, uh, Nick Westgate. Nick Westgate. We actually had a fun match. Okay. Because, you know, I don't know. I, I'm always of the mindset, too, like, you know, maybe I'm going to take less risk, but I'm still going to work hard. Big man, little man match. Yeah. Yeah. We had a fun little match. So now I'm getting scared. You know, I still didn't ask for my money. Promoter still hasn't talked to me yet either about, like, you know, hey, do you mind taking one for the team or whatever. So then uh, the nighttime show happens. And once again, it's very sparsely attended. Mm -hmm. I'm wrestling Tatanka on this show. And it's very clear what's going on now at this point because some guys in the afternoon had some trouble getting paid. So, you know, end of the night comes and promoter is trying to not be found (laughs) (laughs) trying to not be found (laughs) this poor guy he's not a bad guy i will say that he just got in way over his head way too ambitious horrible concept heart was in the right place maybe didn't have the brain power to pull it off now there were some you know some name talent on there that um, we're looking for their pay. And these are guys that probably still really need that. I mean, you know, I've been fortunate enough the entire time I've been in pro wrestling to be gainfully employed and be able to cover all my bills without needing a dime from wrestling to do so. Yeah. But there are people who that's not the case, especially some of these old-time wrestlers. You know, they get booked for 300 or 500 or or $1,000 or whatever their fee is, and they need that money. That That's their livelihood. Like, they took this booking to get them through to the next week. So at the end, it's it's a horror show with money. <laughs> there is arguments, near fist fights. People, so the people, guy was found. Yes. Yep. Yep. They broke down the door. He, he starts going. <laughs> he starts go. He starts going around asking everybody. Oh, do, you, do you have PayPal? I'll PayPal it to you tomorrow. I'll, I'll send you a PayPal tomorrow. I'll send you a PayPal tomorrow. I was asked if I had PayPal, and I said no. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> you probably didn't. No, I did. I did oh, have okay. PayPal, but. I didn't have it for this guy. <laughs> um, to be fair, I got every penny that I was owed, but I know a lot of guys didn't. The name guys? Uh, yeah. There, there were name guys that didn't get what they were promised. There were name guys who came in. So there was supposed to be a show on Sunday that was canceled, and there were, there were guys who flew in on Saturday night for this show on Sunday who are now in town for this show i think they're i i I don't know if this is urban legend or if this actually happened but there's urban legend of robert gibson was at the airport and nobody was there to pick him up and he had to like scramble to try to find somebody to pick him up this was a the biggest disaster i have ever been a part of uh this was bad venue bad promoting um i i will say concept bad concept i will say there was a lot of good wrestlers on it. Um, lots of good wrestlers, name talent, local talent. There was lots of good wrestlers on it because I think, uh, you know, I, 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 I genuinely feel bad for the guy 
because I don't think he's malicious, but he was just in way over his head. But it was the single biggest disaster I have ever been a part of in pro wrestling. There were near fights, screaming matches, people crying. This dude's family was there. Like this was bad. This is crying. Yeah, he was crying. He was crying. His wife was crying. Like it, oh, man. it was a disaster. Yeah, it was. Like when I say this was a disaster of epic proportions, like this, like I, I don't know if I, if it's even possible to think of a show that even comes close to how bad this was. Um, I just remember the social media fallout afterwards. I remember he just completely disappeared from social media. Yeah, people ripped him online, and which I mean, I don't know. I don't know what purpose that served. Again, he's not a bad guy. Just maybe not the smartest move in the world to do this. But again, I'm also a firm believer of. If you don't have the money to run the show, if you're relying on tickets, word, word of advice for anybody out there thinking about running a pro wrestling show. If you don't have every penny you need before you've ever sold one ticket, don't run the show because you can't afford to do it. Right. And if you're taking that money from your rent, from your car payment, <laughs> from your kids' tuition savings, yeah. like don't run the show. Some people just love, they just want to be in charge. They want to play promoter. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to try to make some money. I see some shows out there now. You're supposed to try to make money. That's the point of it. So even if you're a local promoter and at the end of the day you're putting a couple hundred dollars in your pocket, that's a win. You know, if you run a, if you run a show and put a profit in your pocket, I think that's, I think that's a win. This guy did not. I, f- I genuinely feel bad for him. Uh, for me, you know, it's... Um, you know, I, I I got every again. I got every penny I was owed. He tried to stiff me. I didn't I didn't allow it to happen. I guess I just got to him early enough where there was still money to be given out. Right. But let's say you've disregarded my advice and you didn't you didn't have the money before you opened doors. Mm-hmm. I think you owe it to guys before they ever wrestle to go out and say. Hey, you know, I it's it's really light house. I'm I'm really gonna take a bath tonight. I can't pay you what we talked about. I don't mean if you're a guy who got flown in, because if you're a guy who got flown in, you should get every penny. But if you're a local guy, I think the promoter should come up to you beforehand and say, Hey, I know we talked about this, I can't give you that, I can give you this instead. Will you still wrestle? Ninety nine point nine percent of the guys out there are still gonna wrestle. And it's a better way to do business than after. They won't take any bumps. Yeah. But they'll still rest. But at the end of the night, it's better than somebody going out there busting their ass and saying, hey, man, I'm sorry. I don't have any money for you. Like, that's a dirtbag way. That's like, could you imagine if you went to work, you worked all week, and then at the end of the week, your boss is like, hey, man, sorry. I don't have any money for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I don't know, man. I don't know if you have one to top that, but that no, was... I don't. So let's just end there. <laughs> I know the, the, you, you look incredibly uncomfortable with the level of horribleness this show was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I just heard the like I said the aftermath of social media, and it was a shit show of all shit shows. It certainly was, buddy. Uh, but I do like the advice: if you don't have every penny that you're putting into the show before you sell one ticket then don't do it. It's just dumb. Don't do it in general. (laughs) (laughs) Save your your money. Yeah, don't be a promoter, basically. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's very few... I mean, there's more wrestlers out there making money on the indies than there are promoters. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, well, that is our discussion about bad wrestling shows. Who needs to talk about WrestleMania when you could talk about the exact (laughs) opposite? Not us. Every other podcast (laughs) is, but that's why we're different, Mike. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about next week, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> Not this WrestleMania, though. Well, no. But, uh, Brian, 
Let's do this promo about nothing before we get out of here. The year is 1982. Oh, boy. I was one. Were you, like, 17? Something like that. Back down to Memphis. Good old Mempho. We get a lot from there. We sure do. And this harkens back to the olden days of the wrestling podcast, but nothing. Another promo that introduces a new member of the roster in Memphis. And his name is Apocalypse. Oh, we know an apocalypse. We do know a apocalypse, but not this apocalypse. Check out this week's promo about nothing. Okay. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Wow. <laughs> That's what they're going right. to be saying. I want you to take a look at this guy. Video quality is on point. You think we're talking about Daniel Bryan, did you? <laughs> Dictionary defines apocalypse as meaning an uncovering, a revelation. Apocalypse. Perhaps that reason alone explains why this athlete has chosen that name to enter the ring. Apocalypse. He was trained by the Special Tactics Force of the U.S. Marine Corps, and later he too trained others into his profession. Apocalypse. A true master of hand-to-hand combat, an expert in all fields of the martial arts, a former Marine Corps champion in karate, judo, and other martial art combat. Apocalypse. But for years, he sold his services to several third world nations. A mercenary of havoc and disaster. His services for whoever pays his fee. Apocalypse. Now he's returning to the home country to offer these mercenary services to whoever wants them in the wrestling world. To sell his services to the highest bidder. Apocalypse. A mercenary. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. What's his name like? Apocalypse. <laughs> it's a little uh, non-traditional in terms of the promo about nothing. It's not really the guy speaking. It is a it is a vignette, if you will, a voiceover of uh, someone. When was the A Team popular? Uh, I think it was eighty. I think it was later than this. Oh, uh, was it? Because I feel like the voiceover part reminded me of like the opening of the A Team. Yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about <laughs> there. But uh, it's very. Uh, Tagar, Lord of the Volcano-esque. Apocalypse. <laughs> I was told, I mean, I saw something that Jim Cornette is the person that says Apocalypse in the music video. Really? That's what I, that's what I read. Who's somewhere. this guy? Sure. His name is Mike Boyette. He was known as the, the California hippie. Oh. But uh, he never really amounted to a whole freak of a lot. No, he's not. Not Nicholas Richards. Nicholas Barbary. Well, Nicholas Richards, but yeah, to the WWF uh, people. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was Apocalypse. Does Apocalypse really fit this? Not at all. I was expecting, and maybe maybe because my image of of what Apocalypse should look like is by the guy (laughs) we've known for the better part of 20 years but well, he did have he did have face paint he did but like i yeah I, I think of like a doomsday apocalypse like I, I don't know not a soldier this is a guy just running around 
Jerry Lawler's backyard. He is skilled in all the martial arts. He sure is. All of them, Michael. <laughs> you have to go and check out this video. He is uh, throwing knives. He is, I mean, it's hard to tell. The video is a little poor quality. It's 1982. So, bow and arrow. Uh, yeah, bow and arrow. He's <laughs> using nunchucks at one point. All and- useful things in the pro wrestling ring. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and in between each one, he says apocalypse. So well, he doesn't say it. Jim Cornette says it. Apparently, apocalypse. <laughs> so that is apocalypse. This week's promo, but nothing. You've heard it. Go and check out the video. You have to see this. You can find that in the description of this episode or at thewpan.com. All right, Brian, you're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. I do, Mike. Well, this coming weekend, I'll be continuing my preparations for the big one, Mike. April the 6th, the only show of the entire weekend that matters, Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, New Orleans, Louisiana. Tickets are flying for this. Already going to be a record crowd. If you're going to be in the New Orleans area, the hell with NXT. Come to Ring of Honor. <laughs> I heard you might uh, meet Mike Mills. Yes, yes. I was texting with Mike Mills. He's graciously even offered me a, a ride if need be. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I may indeed need a ride from the airport to my hotel. But yeah, I, I, I am going to make it a point, and I hope Mike makes it a point too. I, I will meet Mike Mills in person in New Orleans. It, it will happen. That will be a priority for me to actually to meet Mike Mills. We've become obviously good buddies through this whole podcast and things, so it'll be great to actually meet Mike in person. All, all kidding aside, uh, I'm genuinely looking forward to, to actually meeting Mike and, and maybe his lovely wife as well. I think she's going to be there as well. So Tremendous. Look at that. You should have come too, Mike. It could have been... I really should have. I'm, I'm been starting fun. to regret it now. I'm starting to regret it. <laughs> that, so how does one prepare for uh what's going on next week and what are you doing this weekend to lots prepare? of lots of cardiovascular exercises oh i see i see <laughs> preparations there you go make your preparations <laughs> what else is going on the following weekend mike i'll be i'll be uh returning to chaotic wrestling on friday night april the 13th in danvers Massachusetts. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but check out chaoticwrestling.com for full ticket and card information. Then, Mike, I am really hitting those highways and byways crisscrossing this great nation of ours because the very next day I'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, my former fake hometown, (laughs) the home of the six-time Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers for Ring of Honor's international TV taping, Steel City Excellence. The very next day I'll be heading to Columbus, Ohio to see our good friend Frankie Williams and also take part in, in some Ring of Honor action that will be streamed live on honor club mm-hmm. how about that i'm sure you'll be watching mike i will be check out rhwrestling.com for ticket information if you can't be there saturday won't be streamed because of tv taping so you have to stay tuned to ring of honors weekly television program uh to catch those but sunday if you join honor club you can get this uh live stream as part of honor club so uh i think it's like 10 bucks a month and it's pretty damn good man you get every uh, every non-tv taping and non-pay-per-view uh, streaming live as part of that service, plus all the archive stuff. So, so do it. Pretty good deal. Uh, then that next weekend, Mike, I'll be heading to the great state of Connecticut. I know you hate Connecticut. Well, <laughs> but Friday night I'll be heading to Northeast Wrestling in Waterbury, Connecticut. I'll be teaming with my tag team partner, the Wrecking Ball Ligarski, against Josh Briggs and Heel Laugh Hall of Famer Big Bacon himself, wow. Brad Hollister. 
What a matchup. How about that one? And then the very next day, I'll be heading to Bethany, Connecticut, where I'll be taking on Josh Briggs in singles action this time. There you go. Find Northeast Wrestling on all your social media outlets, as well as northeastwrestling.com for ticket and full card information, Mike. And then the very next day, I got a busy one, buddy. I guess so. <laughs> I am hosting my first ever pro wrestling seminar at the Wrestling Academy Revival in Amesbury, Massachusetts. I've been sharing this all over social media. There's an event on social media. Uh, we have started to get people reserving their spots the school is small i will say that so uh we're limiting to this to to i, th- I want to say either 20 or 25 people that day uh, just because of the size of the school and because i want to be able to give people their money's worth uh so you can come join me and, and train with me for just 25 dollars on this day i think that's a pretty good damn bargain mm-hmm. do you need me there to help out um uh, i mean I'll get you next time, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for you, Brian? That's it for now. All right. If you want to book the kingpin up, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Slide into those DMs. You have to. And uh, we will be back right here next Monday for episode 102 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. That's it for us. Till next time, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.